This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number two. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show. This morning is Jake and... As we move on to the call lines, let's go to Captain Blaine for our mood in Baytown, or actually Beach City. Beach City for our mood. What's up, man? Hello, everybody. What's well, up? <laughs> if you want a weather report, it's 20 miles an hour out of the south. Looks like it's coming straight from Galveston. And my water condition is liquid mud, catfish water. There you go. Man, I'm ready. I'm on. <laughs> come up to your house and sit on the bulkhead today and throw <laughs> some dead shrimp on the bottom get me some get me some blues <laughs> that train river just will not let up it just keeps pouring and keeps pouring and man we're just slowly but surely we're losing what little salt water we had up here well most of it's yeah. already gone anyway yeah and it's still running we had it coming from both ways with the San Jacinto river and train river and it's just been a, a roller coaster ride for me and my fishing but I've been spending most of my time. I'll vouch for that. Boy, yeah. Wednesday, man. I I was uh boy, I was doing some of that root canal fishing. Fishing <laughs> a lot of your spots too. I'm going, boy, yeah. I need Blaine here to give yeah. me some bites. No, <laughs> it's uh, it's, there's there's no way you can predict it the way this the fresh water's coming down, the the tides get low, it sucks the fresh water down where there was some salt water. And then it sits dormant for a couple of days, and then the tide comes back up, and then it pushes salt water back in, and it just it's pushing them back and forth, back and forth. The fish that I'm fishing for, yeah, most of my fishing's been from like what Morgan's Point to the the monument. Okay, that's yeah. upstream. Yeah, well, we've had our moments, but we've also had this, you know, <laughs> pulling our hair out. I can vouch for that. Why does can I can't get a grip on it, but you know. There's no way that I can say, you know what, we're going to go tomorrow and, and get a limit. We just, I just can't say that. Well, those so, fish are so fickle in that kind of, you know, we pulled that front Saturday, that blow, and, I mean, it, we just emptied the bay. We dropped all the water and all that fresh water huge, came in and got spread. Yeah. yeah, spread everywhere, and then it just uh, it just messes things up. Well, we lost our trips this weekend because of that front, and so Monday – I had a guy that came in from Phoenix, Arizona, has been fishing with me a few years, and it was just me and him. And we went upstream, and we started catching them. I said, look at this. Pretty good. We No trouble get his five trout. No trouble at all. And so we, then we looked for reds the rest of the day, and the rest of the day we caught ten bull reds and one keeper. And he had never caught a bull red before. We actually got to get out on the open bay that day. That's when it calmed down. Right. And we went out on the rocks way out there near Five Mile, and we got on some the bull reds, you know. To, to you and me, that's just trouble because it takes so long to reel them in, and we're too old to reel in a forty-pound fish. But people, I love mean, that. we can do it, but I, I'm, I don't need that kind of practice. I've had enough <laughs> of that over the years. We've you know? fished offshore our whole lives, and you know that's the big nibble out there. They really fight hard out there. But you know, we're fishing in a foot and a half of water, trying to catch some slot reds, and we're catching forty and fifty pounders. And I, I sent you a picture of one of them. The second day we fished was on Tuesday. And it I'll was tell you, that was, a, that was a prettier redfish, the gold color in it, and all those leopard spots. I mean, it looks like a leopard. I mean, I can't believe 
a fish that big you. had that many dots on it. That's crazy. It's copper colored. You know, this is beautiful blood red as you can get on a redfish with all those dots. It was a beautiful fish, but it wasn't just that one. That was the smallest one we caught. That that was the thirty four incher. But I'm getting that one mounted. Terry Thomas caught that one. Yeah, that we had uh, no trouble. It was a good fish, boy. Will the taxidermist be able to duplicate? I guess you get get a skin Did mount. That's the only yeah. way to go. Yeah. yeah. Terry Thomas has one of his buddies that's a taxidermist. He said he doesn't normally do fish, but he'll do that one just because. Well, that's so the fine. guy that did that six-pointer, that yep. Monster yep. 6 I shot at your yep. ranch. He did a fantastic job yep. on it. That's probably one of the prettiest deer I have on the wall. He sure did. but Great detail, you know, the eye sh- eyelashes. and I mean, yep. it looks like a live deer. Yep, yep. that's the guy. That but- guy does good work, man. So on Tuesday, I had three people, and we got our limit upstream and nothing flat and a lot of nice trout, a lot of three-pounders. And in the case, we had one four-pounder. So we're upstream, and then we go back out on the bay because it's calm to try to get reds. And we finally caught a one-keeper red, but we caught a bunch more trout out in the open bay. We had yeah. a couple four-pounders, four of course. You know, we're throwing all that back. But that's a good deal. When you can start, when you have a, a limited trout, nice trout, you know, two to four pounds, and then you go looking for new fish and find new fish. That's what we used to do after we got our fish. So that was fun to go find new fish, but it was calm. And now, now like today, it's 20. Even yesterday, it was windy yesterday. We went and scouted yesterday back upstream because it was too windy. And uh, we found some new fish that we hadn't been on. And just popping pork fish, live shrimp popping Yeah, and where you found those fish, that uh, that's the one spot I didn't fish Wednesday. I fished yep. everything. I mean, and... and for a it month, just, I haven't yeah. been able to fish that spot, Mickey, because it's been it, the Sanderson River's been running so hard. It's just yeah, totally fresh. But that water didn't look good yesterday. I just tried it. I, you know, I got to try this spot because I hadn't been here in a month. And bam, bam, bam! Every time the cork hit the water, it went down with a nice trout or a puppy drum. So yeah, Pupsters. that's good. For, that's good for a lot of the kind of people that I have nowadays. That when that cork goes down, they're fighting the fish. They're enjoying themselves. Um, but I'm still racking my brain. I cannot get a limit of redfish slot reds. I cannot get it. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I mean, I've only been doing this for 50 years. I can't figure <laughs> out why I can't just back to back them. You know, I can't, I can't get a, a good, good redfish bite going on other than bulls. Everywhere you go is bull red. Yeah. We did the same thing yesterday. Eddie, I had Eddie Tucker and I went and he said, let's go here to Friar Ridge Reef. Remember that little reef we got over there? Yeah, by back there. Yeah. I, right. That time, <laughs> we pulled in there and it's bull reds every cast. I mean, with a pop of cork and a shrimp, you're trying to catch a little rat red, you know, 20 inch or 21 inch, and you're catching 40 pounders. Just don't make sense. And I think that a lot of times these big bulls are pushing all those fish out on those little areas like that. When you got 25 bull reds in a little well, reef. Yeah, it's like having sharks there. I mean, it's yeah, no different. Bull it. reds eat anything that swims in their way. They can dang sure eat a little 16-inch trout if they want to. In a heartbeat. I mean, they either <laughs> want mullet or trout or whatever's yeah. available. Yeah. The you know, they, those working, bulls so. don't even mess with those little shad. They wait till those shad get big like gizzard shads. And boy, they go to – I mean, they vacuum cleaner those. Yeah, buddy. Well, I saw a text parts and wildlife out here doing their krill survey, and I can tell you right now, knowing what I know, their net survey is going to show a million gaff top and a million bull reds in every net set <laughs> that they set anywhere anywhere in our bay. I'm telling you, I, 
I want to go talk to those biologists. I didn't I didn't have time to stop the other day, but I want to talk to them and say, well, this how many gaff top and how many bulls do you have in your net? You know, and you know they set those nets in just shallow water, but. <laughs> You know, I know, but how many before. how many two, trout two are they killing too? You know, that's the whole thing. That's why I hate the yeah, net thing. I'm not, I'm not sure we don't have that many. We don't have many trout to begin with right now with all this fresh water. Yeah, uh, trout are down towards Galveston. I guess they got pushed. This Trinity River's been blowing hard. I think that we lost the fish on the east shoreline with that blast big front, and I'm, they may have gone on around the corner towards the East Bay. I don't know. You know how that stack up goes over there when the river's running hard. Well, true. Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, we're carrying on, Mickey. I'm, you know, luckily I've got quite a few trips, and uh, not as many as I want, but quite a few, enough to sustain. But the weather's still just a, a dominating factor. I lose, still lose a good percentage of my trips just because of this. These cold fronts just keep coming through and coming through, and I do not take people out when it's bad weather. Well, hopefully that's uh, well, that's behind us, you know. Yeah. Well. That was well, like an Easter two cold fronts front a week. Yeah, it was that. That reminded me of the usual usual uh, Easter cold front you get. You know, yeah, well, pretty nuts. And I can't figure out why the wind's blowing south at twenty at my house right now, and I don't I don't see anything coming other than there's some turbulence up in West Texas. I don't know why the wind's blowing this hard though, and it's the wrong direction for me. South is a nightmare for me. I hate a south wind. Even upstream, I don't like a south wind. At least we can hide a little bit up there. But ship traffic is just so dangerous up there. If you don't, when you're fishing along the ship channel, you got to be aware every time a ship comes, get away from that shallow water. It was so bad Wednesday. It was just one after another, and you know you mix in all the barges and tugs, and it's uh, yeah. we have a very busy port, and yeah. it's just. Uh, Something we have deal. to contend with. Yeah. Well, we've always said our whole lives, you know, it's it's, it's a curse to live right here in, the, in this commercial area we have, but it's also a blessing for us because there's so many people that want to go hunting and fishing right here close by in the Houston area. And there's just, look how many companies are right here that, that do a little bit of entertaining. There's still mm-hmm. some of them left. Not like the old days, though. There's not a no, whole lot nothing like that. Um, you know, and another thing, Anybody running out of Roseland Park, they need to watch out for them dredge pipes they have, those floating ones. You know, the other morning, if I'd have been running in the dark, I'd have hit one of those pipes. Oh, yeah, it's, the uh, dredge. Yeah. yeah, and they, they're flo- they're floated, the floating pipes. And, uh, you know, they've got a crew boat there that pulls them over to the side and, you know, tries to keep them out of a running lane and everything. But you got to be careful once you clear Roseland uh-huh. headed towards Bay. You better That's just shut that. it down and idle by till you yep. can see the pipe because it, you know, yep. with that color of water and everything, it's not real visible. Right. And it's just They're barely under dredge. the surface. There's signs everywhere now because of the dredging operations that we're fixing to get into. We're, it's happening right now, but it's really going to get a lot coming up. They got these big signs at every boat ramp about to be, be careful because of all the dredging operations going on. So and that's going to go on for 20 years. Uh, anyway. Yeah, it's I got, a lot of lot going on. Have you been back out to the middle, look at that island, and see how much bigger it's getting? I I didn't go Wednesday. I didn't go out there and look at it. No, I didn't go out there. I didn't go out there, but I can see it from my house with the naked eye. I can yeah, see it. I can I can see that big uh, dredge barge out there, and uh, from my house too. 
Yeah, well, I can see the island now. That's how big it, how much dirt they got yeah. there already. I'm oh. enjoying my new boat, Mickey, that I got from one of your new sponsors, Big D's Marine. I got a Dargle 25. It's been a, it's a really nice boat, boys. It's, uh, yeah, Mike Walton sent me a text, and he was with you last week fishing, and he said it's the smoothest, driest boat he's been in. He said it was a beast. Yep. Yeah, it's just a perfect bay boat. You know, they just – they make yeah. them better and better, man. Have, look at the boats we started in when we were 18 years old, man, <laughs> compared to what we have now. Oh, my goodness gracious. But uh, it's uh, something else. Chad Hill didn't ride over there. That's a good place. I didn't realize they are that big over there. Hitchcock. Oh, That's yeah. A big outfit, man. It's yeah, it's a big operation right there in Hitchcock. Boy. Well, they anyway. got several stores, but, you know, that was their grand opening of that one. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you yeah. sell your Kenner? No, I hadn't sold it. Yeah, I really hadn't tried too hard, but I'm fixing to. I'm fixing to let it go. She just, she's just sitting there not being used, and she looks so lonesome. I need to find a good home for that Kenner. Well, I saw it. I saw it with a for sale sign on it the other day when I went down on your end there on the side of the highway. Yep, yep. So yeah, I put it down the side of the highway. But uh, some guy wanted to take a ride, and I, I brought it back home. And he was supposed to go. We're going to go ride in Cedar Bio and take a ride, and he, he never called me back. But I brought it home and was ready to go take the run but tire I'll put it back out there yeah, yeah that's a, that's a good old boat man it's, it's gonna it's gonna be a good boat for somebody those are those are bulletproof they are i'm still running mine i know i know it's a great guide boat good high sides that's that's the thing about these new boats is they got a lot of uh the side the gunnels are a lot lower than the, the old boats so you know that's just the style these boats are nowadays with for old people, I'm I get I get kind of you hook on one of these bull reds, you can just be, get flopped out of the boat real quick. You don't drag you over the side, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'd let oh, him. Man. I'd let him have my rod before I let him pull me in. I can tell you that. Well, you know what I do nowadays, don't you? I just break them off when I know that I can't turn. Oh, them that's off. what I do. If I know what I got, I just put my thumb on the spool, point the rod, and pull back, well, just like you're hung up on the bottom. Snap him off and tie on another bait. Hell with that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to hold one. I don't need a picture with a big old bull red. I got another report for you. All you people that have ranches in South Texas, we have got a lot of rain in the past 30, 40 days. We've got over 15 inches at our place in the last 30 days. So Isn't that something? That's a, that's a good thing for South Texas. Perfect time of year. <clears throat> yeah, especially people that don't like these quail birds. Those quail, are just they'll go nuts with this kind of grass and this kind of moisture in the ground. Uh, things looking good for the whole state really just if if those people would just quit sending water down from dallas and and from huntsville the two watersheds that we just don't like right now the, the San Center and the river the tree river just running hard man killing us i had a listener ask what uh engine you're running on your dargle it's a 250 suzuki okay I've never had a Suzuki before. I've always had Mercury's my whole life, but man, it feels good. It's strong. It's it's a strong run engine. They're quiet, you know. Of course, I've never had a four stroke. I've always had two strokes. Yeah, well, those days are gone. Yeah. The, the, and before you know it, we're just loving these two strokes, and they'll have us in electric motors before it's over with. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, look yeah, at all the lawn equipment now, zero-turn engines, mowers, and all that, and it's all, you know, going to all electric. Come on, man. How about an electric <laughs> chainsaw? There's no way it can put out the 
the juice at a two-stroke uh, chainsaw can. I'll have no. the seeing's believing. They'll have to show me. <laughs> well, hey, just look how far we've come in the last hundred years. Let's see how far we go in the next hundred. Well, we won't be here to see it, so. No, it's, but it's uh, just look at the We technology. might be leaving at the right time. Our days are numbered. <laughs> you never know. Boy, they're dropping like flies all around us, people we went to high school with. Well, we're all 70 years old, so that is, you know, that is a, uh, that's a scary number right there. For as active as we are, you know, you're yeah. really feeling pretty good. I'm know, telling but, you. But, all right, buddy, I got to bow out of here. Okay, all right, we'll see you. Throw them out a number, Blaine. Somebody wants to call, call you. Call me at 713-703-6656. All right, buddy. I'll be buddy. waiting for your call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. See you. See you. All right. That's Captain Blaine Firemood in Baytown. Time for a break. We'll be right back. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, let's run down Texas City Way now. Let's check in with our good friend, Mr. Dave Fremont, down at the Texas City Dyke and Boyd's One Stop. Dave, good morning. How are you, man? Hello, Captain Mickey, and a fine good morning to you, sir. Well, top of the morning, my friend. It looks like it's going to be a good morning because uh, because we woke up, and that's the best part right there. And if we can just hang on and keep that going, we're going to be all right. I, I'm always glad to hook up with you on Friday mornings and roll out here to the end of the dike and see what's happening in Everybody's pretty much talked about what's happening so far, as far as like wind and stuff like that. But it's going to be all right. I got seventy-seven degrees. You know, it won't be long, and uh, the old tomato uh, flowers won't be setting. You know, once they hit that eighty-degree mark, Mother Nature supposedly shuts things down on setting the tomatoes. But I don't know about all that stuff. But that's what sticks in my brain. I can't remember anything else, but I, I can remember goofy stuff like that. Well, I can definitely feel the uh, summer in the air this morning that, with that mugginess when I walked out of the house this morning. I said, man, that humidity picked up during the night. That's funny. When I when I hit the door leaving uh, League City, I went, whoa, man, what yeah. a difference a couple of days make. I mean, yeah. it, it's thick. It's thick out there this morning, but... Uh, it wasn't as windy, of course. It's not once you get inland a little bit from from where I live, anyway. But uh, as I made my way down here to the coast, things started picking up a bit. And as soon as I turned in here on the on the Dyke Road, uh, come up towards Boyd's, I could see those bait flags weren't wasting any time getting whipped around pretty good. It looks Starting like most up of it's a out. Bit. Yeah, it looks <laughs> it looks like most of it's out of the south, and right. so. Uh, Went in, took a little peek around, see what's happening with the folks there, and and then uh, made a little trek out to the very end. And I've made my way back right here, about to the base of the dike, and uh, pretty good, pretty good uh, number of folks out fishing uh, for a you know early early morning hours on a Friday morning. Right. And uh, overall, overall on the channel side, Mickey. The water didn't look half bad, and I saw a, a couple of small specks up, uh, that some fellas were hauling in uh, under their lights with their generators are running. So mm-hmm. I've, I've noticed that now here pretty regularly this last week or so, and so I'd say that uh, 
that those schoolies are are probably in pretty good now into the duck and i've seen some uh, fairly good stringers uh caught by waders and haven't seen anything really happening on the cleaning tables yet as far as uh, the boats coming in but i can see by uh some of the midweek uh, activity going on, the guide activity when they come by and pick up their bait and stuff, that uh, there must be some fish being found out uh, around it's here in the channel. Fishing season, man, it's uh, it's that time, <clears throat> and uh, you know we're getting that first little push of tide runners coming in, little little inkling of them. So hopefully it'll just get better and better. We'll get some new fish moving in here. Yeah, you know, make everybody just- happy. It'll it'll sure help out a whole lot. That's for doggone sure. And uh, I see that the uh, Jason's got his croaker fisher uh, fisherman out there, uh, so I had a pretty good supply of uh, of croaker. They're they're a little bit small yet, as they as they will be here. These fish are caught local. They're caught uh, right here outside the Texas City Channel, pretty close to the. Uh, to the intersection where the intercoastal and all that stuff come together and they'll make a few drags in and out of the channel there for some for some croakers so they're all pretty much so that gives me an idea especially uh, uh on the bycatch to see what what kind of bait fish are showing up and and things are looking pretty good mm-hmm. you know the uh it's amazing your your buddy down there around uh freeport i think you call him the hammer yeah, the I hammer. You, 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 I like listening to him. You, um, you ask him. I think how much uh, live shrimp was going. Did he say twenty four? Twenty four a quart. Well, the next time somebody jumps us for twenty, I'm going to tell him run on down to Freeport. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, and then the and then the next day, Jason will call me and say, "Hey, man, we're going up to twenty four on live shrimp." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But, well, uh, don't say that changing. too loud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those those prices are, you know, people say they're they're nuts and crazy, and I'm not going to get into that because well, look how much it costs to go catch them. I mean, it, uh, you know, diesel ain't cheap. Shrimp boat, Every, uh, you know, that's a lot of work. Everything's so doggone high. I like I like on occasion now as I've gotten more and more feeble it's a little tougher on me to to get up there at three uh, thirty in the morning and, and go out with uh our croaker fisherman he's a super super guy good fisherman good shrimper and he'll swap the nets and and start fishing for croaker for us uh uh when the season arrives which it has and, yeah how much do y'all I, I, while we're talking about prices how much do y'all sell croakers for um uh, Oh, I lost you there. I lost you there, Mickey. <laughs> a, a buck a piece. Uh, a buck a piece. Uh, okay. Well, that that's what they are in Freeport. So, okay, y'all yeah, are about the same then. I got you. Dollar a piece. Twelve dollars a dozen. I, I'm pretty doggone sure that that hasn't changed yet. But uh, man, you you you're right out there. I, I've been with him a handful of times, and uh, I like I like going with him. It's 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 dangerous as any kind of work on a boat is shrimping or anything where you're running all them all that machinery and cables right. and uh, pulleys and all the stuff to lose fingers and hands and arms but uh it's hard work and he does it all solo he does it all by himself and and doing those drags every five to eight minutes bringing them in culling them uh keeping them in the live well having everything going um 
does it add up to a dollar a piece? I don't know. I'll tell you, uh, I, I, I don't think I could do it. In fact, I know I couldn't do it, but at my age and shape now, but I mean, it's just, it's, it's hard work. And the same goes for the shrimpers, but, but I'm just happy that we've got guys that'll do it. And because I'm going to sure. tell you that there's plenty of people that are wanting to fish and they want to fish a croaker. And we've got a lot of, we've got some guides that, um, they cater to the customers, which if you're going to be successful, that's a good philosophy. And if they, mm-hmm. their customers want to go out and catch some fish with live bait, there's guides that will oblige. And, uh, and we've got some, and they are, they aim to please. And so they'll come in and pick up whatever kind I'd of bait. I'd say probably live. 95% of the guides in this bay system, you know, use bait. Yeah. Everything is just sky high. Shoot, Mickey, what's a... What's a, a, a little John going for now with some of these lures? You're going to pay Dirt seven, cheap, eight, baby. I can fish with one for days, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's no doubt about it. I've got some that I've probably had, some Tony-ass set of spoons that I've probably had when I was a kid. But uh, some of that is because I just don't know how to catch a big enough fish to lose it. But Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll throw a, fa- fresh dead and make it look live for the fish and quit fooling <laughs> with it. Yeah. Oh, I had One a compliment about- from a listener. He said he was at Boyd's yesterday. He said, great people. Thumbs up. Well, I must have not have been there. <laughs> That's good. Uh- <laughs> Boy, I know better than that. Anybody meet you, I never met anybody that didn't like you. So. Well, anytime, anytime we get a compliment like that, it just makes it all worthwhile. And by far, by far, it's uh very little got anything to do with me. Those hard workers, uh, I like going there like this morning, going there and, and chat with them and see what's going on because they they hear and uh, and know quite a bit of what's going on in the fishing world. These folks will come in and tell them things that's going on and uh, mm-hmm. and they'll pass it on. But there 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 are some really really nice folks that that work down here at Boys all the way down from Jason. That's the, owner, the downfall all the way. of fishermen. They like to talk yeah. <laughs> too <All> much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, we appreciate hearing that. Ne- never hear it. Never hear it enough. And the same goes when we're when we're in the middle of the crawfish season, like we are right now. Uh, we'll be the first to tell you that things don't always go right when you're dealing with 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 uh, perishable foods and such. They, they, it just doesn't last a long time. So you're always right. having to keep moving and and keep. Uh, keep moving that stock but for the most part it's been just a phenomenal awesome uh crawfish season and so we're thankful and blessed and keep things things will keep going all the way through this uh what we got coming up mother's day is that the next yes. thing? Uh, Memo- memorial uh, day next and Sunday, mother's yeah. day right yeah. two big holidays this month and uh he or he messaged me i think it was night before last and he said you better hang on we're going to do some crazy stuff with uh the week before Mother's Day, uh, and so I think he's probably going to start taking reservations. This is this is a secret, so don't tell anybody. I think he's going to start okay. taking reservations. <laughs> yeah, there's there's oh. nobody listening. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be taking reservations uh, maybe four or five days earlier than most anybody else would think about doing, and that's rolling the dice because sometimes you don't have a clue as well. We don't anyway as far as what can happen, but. But for the most part, people say, hey, man, I want to get locked in on some good prices. And so that's all his business, and he'll have something 
about that. The other thing before uh, you run me off is, uh, man, you was talking about those rattlesnakes. Good grief. I, you know, uh, here on the coast, yeah, ever since I was a little bitty critter, my dad always told us, hey, when you're out messing around out there in the field out there on that, that area around Moses Lake and such, you better rattle the better bushes watch and make out. a lot of noise. And yes. and I've got just about a, a snake story for every every area we hung around. Uh, but I have a big brother, and he's about five or six years older than me, and he's about the greatest guy I've ever known. He's my hero growing up. He still is. But he would take me out there, and he liked snakes, Mickey. I mean, he liked catching yeah. them. He liked, he'd catch any kind. We'd go out there and with a pillowcase or, or two and go out there and catch hog nose. But that was one of our favorite snakes was a hog nose. They're just you so know, and you don't see many they, hog nose anymore. Those no, you know, we no. Uh, what we what was the other name for them? Spread natters. Yeah, puff spread adders. natters. And, puff at, yeah. yeah, puff or adder. Puff adder, and, spread and natter. Nose. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they were very select about, not like me, I'll eat anything, but they're very picky about what they eat, and their favorite is a, is a toad. Not a bullfrog, not a this or that, but a, but but a, a regular toad. toad so, frog. Yeah, and, you know, over the years, uh, I know I've run over a million of them when it's raining over the years, but uh, a lot of them, I think, uh, we just don't see as many as we used to. And I no, think you those don't. snakes. Yeah, but they they would eat those. We would we would feed them toads and keep them for a pretty good while before we'd cut them loose. But that and a speckled king snake and and mm-hmm. a rat snake or a chicken snake were good. But but boy, I tell you, we had some close calls walking them uh, railroad tracks up the Texas City Y. We'd walk it all the way to the causeway, and and my mm-hmm. brother liked to catch catch those snakes. But I didn't. I just went with him because. Uh, Man, he'd let me hang with him, and I was all for that. But got a lot of memories about the, uh, rattlesnakes, and but y'all pretty much covered it. You got to be careful. Got to watch yeah, you where do. you're going. You got to watch out. Well, Dave, I got to go. I'm already out of time, brother. If somebody wants well, to uh, come down to Boyd's or call them, give them some info. Come on down to 227 Dyke Road in Texas City. Or if you want crawfish and stuff during the week and on the weekend, we opened up a place where you can drive through in Santa exactly. Fe. Exactly. Well, one six nine four seven Highway Six in the Sticks in Santa Fe, and uh, and then uh, open twenty four hours in Texas City, Mickey four zero nine nine four five four zero zero one. Man, time flies when I'm shooting my mouth off. Great talking it's, to you. It's always fun, brother. All right, well, Dave, have a good weekend. Appreciate it, man. You too. Take care, buddy. All right, later. All right. It's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Regret it. Live from the Twin Peaks Studios, Sports Radio 610 presents the Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 538. Let's go to Captain Steve Hillman. Stevie, what's up? Morning. You got me? How, how are you? I'm doing good. I don't know why I'm getting a really bad signal, but uh, I'm doing okay. Fixing to, <laughs> fixing, <laughs> fixing to dump the boat in the water. One more bad day. signal, but doing okay. Yeah. Now nah, I'm waiting on this guy that's backing his boat down, got his headlights on. Jeez. I'm ready for a day off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's getting to be grumpy season. Well, it. Here's the deal. We got spoiled ass rotten for the last three, four months. Couldn't see anybody fishing. And in the last two weeks, people came out of the woodwork. It's fishing season. 
it is, man. It, I think it officially started May 1st. But uh, I think it's something about May on everybody's calendar. They think May's just a magical month. and In a way, it kind of is around here because <laughs> April stinks for the most part. It's real back and forth. But uh started out May with, with real calm winds. Now it's starting to blow a little bit, which is good. That'll protect some of these fish, I think. Yeah, I'm showing sure 17 at Eagle Point right now. Really? Gosh, dang Due south, 17. Okay. No, I, I saw a little west in it earlier. Is not any west in it now? No, I'm everything okay. across the board on fish weather. It's uh, all okay. south. Except oh, maybe Morgan's Point, it's showing southeast. Now, the jetty, I show a little bit of southwest in it. Okay. But all yeah, the areas up your west side where you're at over there is uh, due south. When the wind's yeah. in the south, they open their mouth. <laughs> Good grief. Oh, man. That's like, what's the what's the one we used to always hear? When the, uh, when wind the wind's from the, the east, west, the, the fishing's the best, and the fishing's yeah. least out of the east. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's the that's the complete opposite for us. It is. Here. That, that saying came from the east coast is where that originated. I used to fish up there a bunch, and those guys came up there hated Gloucester. Came up there from yeah. Gloucester. <laughs> <laughs> the Gorton's fishermen. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, but no, I've had a, I had a, my week started good. And, and, uh, yesterday I, I got my butt handed to me in a <laughs> Was big it way. Dying on the vine fishing like I had oh, Wednesday. Oh I, man. I, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't even have a vine to die on. I mean, I was just, <laughs> it, it was horrible. I mean, I even talked to some of the guys throwing orange stopwaters yesterday and they didn't do very good. Boy, I'm, I mean, everywhere you look, every boat I see has got orange topwaters on them. I I'm mean, it's you. just. It's, uh, I don't know what cork is better. I see the orange ones, and then I see the orange and black ones. Yeah. And then most most of them have the big weights, and sometimes they have orange beads, sometimes big clear beads. they got beads, all that like trinket trash marble. hanging off of them. I mean, clickers and poppers and knockers. <laughs> and I'm going, good got Lord, to, trout don't have a chance. <laughs> got to call them in. I'm, that's call what them I in. Dredge them up. <laughs> now, Monday, Monday was uh, – it got it got calm, and I was able to go back to an area that I'd been just picking and pecking at, not too good of conditions. Finally got right. I think some new fish moved in too, and and it was really good. I mean, every day Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday were really just some of the best fishing I've seen all year. For, well, I'm for glad out of the to hear that line. since I died on the vine on Wednesday. <laughs> Everybody well, caught them with me. <laughs> no, no, and here's the deal: this, and you got to be careful who you talk to. You know this. You can spin it a million different ways. There's some fish in three or four areas. They're not everywhere. This bay's huge, 600 square miles. You would think that big of a bay, everybody would be spread out. But you know that fishing's not great everywhere. When a patch, of, a couple patches of fish pop up, and you see people are norm- normally fishing on the other end of the bay, they show up too. That means their fishing's not that good. And, and so it's not, it's not what it seems on the surface, you know, um, and it won't last. It never does. I mean, it's, it'll be okay. And we'll get all our little shot of tide runners, uh, and everything I think will level out, but, but, you know, we've had some really good days. I mean, but look at what I did yesterday. I went, you know, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we were catching 20 to 50 keeper trout a morning. Okay. And that's pulling off of them. And good ones. I turned a five loose the other day. I mean, there's some good fish mixed in with them. And, and a few little ones. And then yesterday, 
I had uh, <laughs> I had uh, Rick and Marty in, my coaches from Brian, and we got a good early start. Of course, we had a little bit of wind, but it, it really didn't change anything. I was able to fish where I wanted to fish and pulled up, and I stick to, like, in the first three casts, landed one of them, like a 17-incher. That one 17-incher is what we came in with at noon. Wow. And, I mean, I, I covered so much water. Now, look, I did I did go do stupid stuff. Well, what in a normal year, if there is such a thing, oh, it'd, it be, be, it'd be just stuff. everywhere you stop, catch them. But uh, it's not but, like that but, anymore. But I made a long run thinking I could make something happen and where I'd caught a few fish a couple of weeks ago. And, man, we couldn't even catch a throwback. Now, I did hit one area uh, where I've been catching some little ones. And those fish are really due to show up, and there's probably a few keepers there now. But there's this one guy. He he kind of got me there a couple of years ago, and, man, he is just he's living, he's grown, on he's living on there, and he just sits there by himself and just beats on them. And, uh, you know, these guys are funny. They'll, they'll watch what you're doing, and they won't get you that year. And they'll kind of lurk out in the distance, and then they'll wait for a while, and then finally they'll move in for the kill shot. And that's what this guy's done, man, and now he's real comfortable with it. So we've had some things. Yeah, they'll pull in. They'll build a house on it and sit there for the rest of their life till there's no more left. I mean, that's just the way it is now. No, it is. And, and we talk about it a lot. We talk about nook and cranny fishing. And that's what I have to do a lot these days to have productive days. Uh, as far as pulling up on a big, wide-open reef, uh, I mean, pick an area, wherever, say East Bay, yeah. and, looking for a, and looking for a set of slicks and then setting up your drift and all that, which you should be able to do this time of year when it's calm. Not even. Man, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't see a lot of that anymore. Well, you'll have a 500-acre reef, and the fish will be on about a quarter acre of it. That's it. There'll be a one little corner. There's always the one reef little back corner. in the day used to be the whole reef would be covered with vast schools of fish. That's it. And the one thing I've noticed more than anything in recent years, I'd say in the last 10, 10, 12 years, these open water reefs and you can and you can include the spoil banks along the channel in this, they've they've leveled out, they've flattened out. We don't have those eccentric humps that we used to have on the reefs and and on the channel. Everything's kind of just flattened out from just siltation erosion ship traffic you know a lot of it's natural you know currents and stuff uh channel dredging there, there's a combination of a lot of things that have really changed the landscape changed the, the dynamics of, of of our the bay bottom and man that's really changed our pattern it's not that we don't have fish it's just these fish are not where they used to be and man if if you don't if you don't start doing weird stuff, you just don't you don't catch them like you used to. It's just not a free for all like it used to be. You know, I mean, we've got these little finger reefs, these little towheads, little structure, and that kind of stuff is what we have to live on nowadays in the summer. And uh, it's not really my style of fishing, quite frankly. But I mean, it gets the job done. But I'd much mm-hmm. rather pull up on a set of slicks and go to work on them. You know? Well, that's what we've always been able to do, stay away from the crowds and just go out and find our open water stuff and do our thing. Correct. Stay out of everybody's way. Right. You know, and I was talking to James the other day, and he actually, he went to, I think he's had one guy that day or something, and they waited, caught some fish, and then he went, it got calm. He went reef hopping, 
and he hit a whole bunch of reefs. And I think he caught fish on every single one of them, but they were all undersized. They're all like little bitty fish. And yeah, we're all seeing the that. have been flushed out of the marsh with all this rain and stuff. They're spread out everywhere now. Instead of concentrated yeah. back in the bayous and marsh and all that. Yeah, and we're seeing that a lot. Uh, even like some of my wading trips the other day when me and David and Ed jumped out on a little bio drain, where this time of year normally you're catching two to three pound fish. <laughs> and David walked into them and it was literally every single cast. And they were like 11 to 15 inches. And they're, they're real, had that real dark color to them, like they'd been in the marsh, just like you oh, said, yeah. you know, they've been real brackish water but um and we see that every year we see that that crop of tiny fish and uh, lord only knows what happens to them because the following year we're expecting to have this bumper crop of, of legal size fish and uh i don't know i don't know but but overall i mean when it gets calm and you're staying in the fiberglass it's fishing's not bad you know um we're throwing tails at everything i threw a top water the other day even when I knew I was in fish and I got a, I got a few blow ups, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't yeah, take I it. Threw I threw a top a water the other day and never had a sniff. Really? No. Even but it was weird because, from it. <laughs> yeah, you told me about all those mullet you saw, but you know, we're not seeing that where I'm fishing. I saw one patch of mullet This was yesterday. in one area. There was just so many mullet piled in there. And I said, there's no way there's not fish under this bait. And Right. We worked it over for two or three hours, and, I mean, when you go that long without a bite, the only thing that was keeping us there was the prevalence of bait, knowing there had to be trout laying under that mullet, but we couldn't get them to bite. Well, and they bite, may have the been The best there. bites we could get were on Fat Boy Corkies. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. That's and crazy. It was weird. Boy and Hardheads and Gaff Top love them Fat Boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, we don't have any shortage of Gaff Top, that's for sure. I just saw, I'm watching the news right now as we're speaking, I just saw a blip on the screen here. 32 whales have died on the East Coast since December. They're blaming it on the wind farm projects. And they've, uh, New Jersey lawmakers have uh, put a, pushed a pause on wind farm projects because of that. Wow. Yeah. I've been hearing about that for a while, for a year or two. I've been talking yeah. about that. Huh. Wind energy. Oh, man. Let's kill the well, whales. We've got some wind energy today, so Yeah, it'd be a good day to own a wind farm. Yeah, we're we're gonna wait a, today. We've seen a lot God. of that lately. So at least you're waiting today, you can get out of it. You'll do good. Yeah. I don't know if we'll catch anything, but you know, the bite just got overall it got tough yesterday though. It wasn't just my stupid moves, what I did. And I could have stayed where I was and probably done okay, I guess. I don't know. But I know, but it's so sit. hard to camp out on something when you're not even getting any bites, man. That's I mean, and, and then, even if yeah, you know you're, they're there and you're they're sitting there for two hours trying to grind this stuff up and can't make nothing happen, you you got to move. you got to go. That's it. That's it. And your guys are looking at you, you know, like, hey, how much yeah, longer like, we got? Hey, to Captain, got your thumb on your head. Hey, what do you think, uh, Captain? What do you think? Don't you, don't you know any other spots? <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, uh, you want a spot fish? I'll show you something here, bud. Let's roll with it. Right, but no, it's uh, it's it's been all tails, and and hands down, our number one bait has been just a straight rat tail lime truce assassin rigged on a on a sixteenth or eighth ounce jig head, and I've been throwing nothing but a sixteenth, and uh, when that's what's weird, these fish when they're feeding Monday through Wednesday, 
Monday. Now let me re- rewind. It was an <laughs> early morning bite. It was early morning bite, and they they went off. I mean, literally, just yeah. the best stuff I've seen in a long time. And when it was done, it was done, done. Then yeah. we went. We did have another patch of fish that we'd hit, and, and it wasn't bad, but it was more late morning. But you still have your windows. <clears throat> excuse me. Even when you're on a lot of fish, doesn't mean they're going to eat the whole time you're there. But uh, but they've been up in the water column. And that was that's what was bizarre about not being able to get a, a bite on top water, but uh, but anyway, it's you know it's just we're still in early May. It's not like it's June or late May. I mean, yeah, the calendar flipped over to May, but our water temperature is still in the low to mid seventies, and we're still dealing with a lot of small forage. You know, little bitty shad, little bitty glass minnows. We're not supposed to be whacking them every day right now, honestly, but. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens today. Oh, God dang, it's getting crowded over here. Jeez. Is it? Yeah. Well, Friday. It's fishing season. Man, I don't know how anything gets done in this country. I don't think anybody works. They're all in the water this week. Well, when they do work, <laughs> they're not working. It's uh, Yeah, they're working from home. Low motive, uh, low motivation. But... But that's it, man. They're just the well, fishing so epic. It's been in fifty years. I can quit in jobs to go catch these fish, buddy. Hey, when your fish when your fish show up where you're fishing, <laughs> it might be the best you've you've seen in fifty years, maybe. Where you're fishing, you know. Yeah, if you never caught anything before, I don't know. You know, I'll vouch for that. But if if you explore the whole bay and, and cover where the fish are supposed to be, then then people would know better than to make statements like that. Well, that's true. We we know, but they, they don't do know because of, they don't know, as Mike Williams says. All right, buddy. Well, I got to roll right. out of here. I'm already out of time, <laughs> Steve. And hey, go get in line and uh, get your old orange topwaters out and and make an epic day out of it, buddy. Oh yeah, I'm I'm ready. I'm get get my butt off the water. Go home and smoke a tri tip. Take tomorrow <laughs> off. <laughs> All right. Well, hey. Throw them out a number. Somebody wants to uh, learn how to smoke a tri tip or catch a trout. <laughs> All right, 409-256-7937. All right, well, there was the no spin zone with Stevie Hillman. See you, man. (laughs) All right, man, see you. (laughs) Later. All right. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back in the morning bright and early, 4 a.m. right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston.